YOLO, motherfuckers. Sleep deprivation. Well, that's the topic for the night. symptoms of sleep deprivation. Most of us need around eight hours of sleep a night, although this can vary from person to person. We might sometimes go through one of our 11 night, uh, 11, two nights without sleep. Wow, I'm retarded that can't read. We might sometimes go through one or even two nights without sleep at times, but most of us will sleep every night. Not getting the sleep that we need can be quite unpleasant for us and can have a considerable impact on the quality of life. Sleep deprivation is usually one of the most short-term problems of most of us. It might be due to temporary disabilities, keeping us awake, or maybe sometimes a sudden change in the weather. Others might have long-term problems contributing to sleeplessness, thought, and this can cause significant symptoms. Here is a look at the symptoms of what can be caused by a continued lack of sleep. Number one, depression. Few of us likely to feel great when we have had no sleep, but blah, 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 blah. I think sleep deprivation helps uh, with one's inner search for happiness, creativity, but it's a double-edged sword, you know. It uh, follows with, uh, you know. very um, long con list. But, if one can overcome those cons, you get to uh, see the other side of the blade.
your creativity, imagination, uh, for a lack of better definition, your hallucinations that turn into creativity and imagination. And, you know, helps uh, with the transportation of your thought process to a full-fledged creation. I mean, everyone should sleep. Because if you don't sleep, you're going to go psychotic. But there's a fine balance of uh, having one foot in and one foot out. Now, it's a dangerous game to play. You have to have a strong mind. And you can't just jump into the deep end. Uh without knowing how to swim and no floaties. So, tread lightly if you uh, soul, so want to indulge in uh, this kind of activity. But, it, it opens your mind. <coughs> Shows you who you are. You uh, either become uh, happier because you're kind of loony, but you always have to have that one foot, one foot back in reality. Uh, actually, I mean, good advice is probably have a two points in reality. Keep a keep a hand and a foot in there, so you can always find your way home. Leave yourself a breadcrumb trail, because you will, uh, you know, the more you do it and the repetition of it, you know, psychosis will start growing, uh, and your mind will play tricks on you. But as long as you know that it's your tricks that you're setting and you know your base reality and you have two points of contact in that base reality it's it's a incredible thing but, like I said before, it's, you know, it's dangerous because the more you do it, the more uh, the psychosis wants to take hold. And, you know, 
you'll uh, you'll have those days. Well, it, it will go go. Uh, it will grab a hold of you, and you know you'll get some sleep, and and it's still there in the back of your mind, but you still have your base reality. Yeah, it's still there. And you know it's there, but you know it's not real, because you have your base reality. And you have your two points of reference, hand and a foot. But it intertwines itself with your reality. And your reality is... Uh, basically memories if you look at it in this way I guess if your if your reality is just memories okay and you take you're taking a step out of your reality and if you're taking a step out of your reality that means you're going uh, you know, either hallucinating or you're uh, um, tripping or you're uh, uh, going psychotic, not psychotic, but, uh, psychosis. Psychosis is the second half. Reality, base reality, and psychosis is the opposite. Opposite of psychosis is base reality base reality its opposite is psychosis so if you look at your base reality as just memories then when you take a step out of your base reality into psychosis you are making those memories on the opposite side of the spectrum so when you come back in to your base reality after stepping out you, you those memories are still attached to your base reality And the more they, uh, the more times you step out your base reality into psychosis, the more uh, memories of psychosis are attached to your base reality. Therefore, your those memories uh, can be changed in your base reality.
And because if you look at memories, it, uh, or your memory, it, it you you know you're not a computer, you're not a smartphone, you, you don't have perfect memory. Most people don't. Uh, don't have perfect recall. So you're, you're, you can, you know, I'm having a hard time, uh, getting my point out here, or uh, articulating exactly what I'm trying to, uh, come across here, but memories are, are very, very easy to corrupt. That's a good word. You can corrupt your memories very easily without knowing it. That's why I witnessed testimony is, uh, almost useless sometimes because uh, you can change someone's memories by feeding it false information. It's feeding that memory false information. Which therefore turns it into memory. And that memory uh, looked back upon again, you won't be able to decipher uh, the corruption and the uh, false uh, f- false corruption, false uh, testimony, false uh, false information because let's say hypothetically just uh, so you can kind of get what I'm trying to say here in a, in a uh, more con- condensed version so let's say I was driving in the car with you and uh, car hit us from behind and drove off speeding. Now, looking back onto that memory, as we just shared the same memory together. There's two different recollections of it. Uh, So my memory and your memory are going to be uh, entwined together. And 
Now, you could have said the car was white, and I said the car was blue, or you could have been thinking that car was white, and I could have, but I said the car was blue, that will latch on to your memory and change it to uh, uh, by that false information uh, not necessarily false information or you know it's just by me adding a detail to your memory now when you're looking back you're going to grab on to the uh, closest things that you remember and now the closest thing that you remember is not your memory but my information of saying the car was blue so now when you look back into your memory that's the first thing that's going to pop up. I mean, uh, you know, first thing that's going to, first file that's going to be found, the, the most closest reference, boom, okay? And then you're going to go back farther and search out the rest of your memory, but the information that I fed saying the car was blue is a newer memory and less uh, corrupted not corrupted but less uh, deteriorated uh, memory so you can literally change people's memories like a, a like editing a photo or a, hmm or editing a video. And each time you remember something, don't remember the original memory. Say you've thought about this memory several times well each time you're making a new memory of that memory and you go based off the freshest the memory the newest memory and so say this has been uh, thought about five six times hypothetically uh, in your mind 
each time the story changes because it's a different memory. You never have that original memory again. You have a new version of that memory. And it's like a file that's, uh, or a photo that's been copied and 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 copied. It's not the original one. That's a fresh picture. You have now a uh, a flyer uh, with the printer ink going out. Memory. with scribbles on it from uh, new information being attached creating created into memory a false memory but that false memory becomes new memory and once you think about it the next time, it is memory. Even though it's false, even though it's not original, it is memory. Getting a little off topic here. Kind of went on tangent about memory, but... Uh, I don't know what got me on that tangent, but... Memory is a uh, very interesting thing. It's all we have. That's all we have right now. <laughs> ask a person that's, uh, you know, if ask a person that has memory loss, what the most important part of life is. It's your memories. It's all you have. When you go, uh, so it said by some people in the next in the next life or the next stage the next uh, chapter um, whatever happens when you die that's all you're going to be able to have is your memories now if you lived a good life and you had good memories that's going to uh, bloom into a heaven or a paradise of your memories of your the things you loved the most the things you enjoyed the most uh, things you did the most. Now, if you lived a bad life and you have a lot of bad memories and you did a lot of bad things, that's going to uh, develop into a 
hell or purgatory or etc. Those are the memories that you're going to bring on to your, to the to the next stage after you die is those negative memories and that will become your own hell because you're stuck with only your memories it's all all you have ladies and gentlemen so if you look at it in that perspective uh If you believe that, that all you have is your memories, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it makes sense to me of that's what a heaven and hell is, you know, you're either stuck with your bad memories of your bad life, or you're stuck with your good memories with your good life. Now, you know, one can say that you can come to a uh, level of consciousness of, uh, to be able to get, not necessarily out, uh, but to... Not necessarily escape, um, but to uh, prosper to a higher state of consciousness of being to where you are you can comprehend or figure out a way to be above that that I mean by uh, the stage after you die now one can be blissfully in their own heaven and stay there forever if one wants. One can be tormentedly in their own hell forever if one wants. But if you are able to come to a level of consciousness 
you can uh, get the key. That's the, that's the key that opens the door to the stage after heaven and hell. For lack of better, for lack of better definition. So if one has a consciousness to where he can freely go in between the memories of good and the memories of bad. without um, torment or trouble then they can uh, perceive them both as the same thing If you perceive them both as the same thing, then it's all good. It's not good, it's not bad. It's uh, smack dab in the middle. If you <clears throat> reach that level, uh, you can freely travel through time, which makes you four-dimensional. As a 3D person, you can you can travel to the two dimension, second dimension. Second dimension can't travel to the third dimension, but you, as a 3D person, can travel to the second dimension. So if you're a fourth dimension being, you can freely travel back into the third dimension again. Willingly, freely, uh, and I think that is reincarnation.
is a fourth dimensional being traveling back into the third dimension at one's will, at, at its will, at, at own's will. Heavy thinking. I don't know if you guys have followed this so far, but uh, you know, just some interesting thoughts. Interesting thoughts. Well, this is a dirty macaroni, and I'm uh, thoroughly enjoying doing this. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to be kind to one another. Love one another and enjoy one another till next time my brothers and sisters signing out